song before we start the show tonight. Thank you for listening, and uh, somebody message me and tell me if Hal Turner is actually broadcasting his show tonight. Um, I have a strong feeling his show won't be on the air tonight, but uh, I'm just curious. Um, no competition or anything. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, when you have a listener count, there's always competition. Uh, I think I'm the underdog in this one, but I, I probably won't be if it's not online, so... Anyway, somebody let me know uh, one more song, and we'll be back after this strike force. www.govnn.com Go there if you seriously dislike or somehow have some kind of crazy problem with Jews, hook-nosed kikes, and or yids. We killed the Son of God. Thank you. Thank you, Ari Dingelbloom. Appreciate that intro. Uh, we are on Free Talk Live Wednesday night. And... It looks like uh, somebody gave me a message and uh, let me know if they can hear me because for some reason it looks like the Shoutcast server has zero listeners, but it could just be me. So let me know if you can hear me. Um, oh, there we go. It's back up. Okay, you guys can hear me fine. Thank you for listening to VNN's VNN Broadcasting, Free Talk Live Wednesday night. Uh, we've got some interesting topics to talk about tonight. Um, first off, I wanted to talk about... Uh, <laughs> yes, Ari Dingelbloom. Um, I wanted to talk about the movie 300. Um, I went and saw this movie over... Uh, actually, yesterday. Uh, I went and saw it. And, you know, I, I went in and I paid my 11 bucks and then I paid my, my 36 bucks for candy and popcorn. 
and uh, a drink. So uh, it was an expensive night out. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't pay 36 bucks for food. Um, sneaker, sneaker food into the theater, by the way. Um, anyway, uh, it was a pretty, it was a pretty decent movie. Um, it, it had, it, it made you feel good, I think, to be white. Uh, at least that's how it made me feel. But at the same time, I was utterly fed up, and I'm, and I'm completely fed up with having to look through these Aryan glasses I have and having to try and look through the hidden meaning behind Jewish media and behind Hollywood movies and behind magazine articles and behind news stories. I'm sick and fucking tired of having to look past and, and interpret what the story means for me as a white man. I... I we wouldn't have this problem if we didn't have a foreign uh, group of individuals who have a completely different way, uh, way of seeing the world and have, who do not have our uh, best interests in mind. We wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have to do that if we didn't have them controlling our media. Um, so anyway, we'll talk about that in a few. We also have uh, Iran condemning the movie. So we'll talk about uh, the uh, perspective from the Iranian standpoint and the possibility that the Jews in Hollywood... Now, now this is just a possibility. This is just something that, they, that might have happened. It might have accidentally slipped through the cracks. But it's possible that the Jews are using their production control of our media to influence our minds. It's just it's just a theory. It's a crazy it's a crazy theory that I have. But um we'll talk about if maybe that could be true a little bit later on. Um we'll talk about uh, a gangster rap coloring book, motherfucker. Shit. We be coloring with crayons and shit. Um that glorifies violence and a thug mentality. Uh I've got a couple of little comments on this too of stuff that I've been seeing, kids, things that are, which are, are directed towards kids and marketed towards kids, which have this uh, just disturbing rap theme. Uh, you know, little movies like Air Bud, uh, they have, like, hip-hop characters and shit where, you know, this one's all about the bling. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that in a few, too. Um... What else we got? The Israeli perv ambassador uh, found naked and I believe tied up. I could be wrong about that. But anyway, he was surrounded by sex toys. And um, I haven't got a re chance to really dig my teeth into that story yet. But uh, So we'll do that together, I guess, on the air here tonight. Uh, what else are we going to talk about tonight? Um, hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Not to be forgotten. And actually, this should be the first topic of the night. The Channing Christian rally is gaining steam and momentum on the VNN forum and uh, around the Internet. Uh, so we're going to talk about the logistics for possibly having this rally. Uh, again, I've been extremely busy this past week. It's been a really busy past couple of weeks for me, so I haven't gotten a chance to follow that thread. Uh, on the forum uh, as much. Let me turn my mic up a little bit. How's that? Okay. Um, I haven't gotten to follow that thread on the forum as well as I wanted to. Uh, it's a, got a lot of responses and views and stuff, but I, I really want to get in and look at that, and I hope that somebody will call in and somebody that's been following the thread. Of course, we'll have Alex on a little bit later so he can uh, talk, a, give us a skinny a little bit more on that. But um, I'd like to talk about that because that would be something which uh, would really set a precedent. Um, you know, Hal Turner had his rally uh, for against black violence, uh, and he wanted, you know, that rally was uh, something which, I mean, it was a good rally, and it was for a good purpose, but I think, you know, so a kid... 
you know, got his face a little bit beat up. Granted, he got his face smashed in. But this is the type of crime, the type of gruesome crime with these gruesome details and these disturbing things like these niggers pouring drain cleaner, fucking Drano, down a girl's throat in between raping her to try to obviously cover up the fact that their semen and their DNA was all on the inside of her mouth. They're pouring fucking drain cleaner down her mouth, and these are the things that the media doesn't want you to hear about. So uh, I think I think a, a rally would be in order. Uh, I think it's actually overdue uh, that we have a rally, and I think there's a lot a lot of interest in that rally. So we'll talk about the logistics of that too, and uh, give me a chat message. On Skype, if you have another topic you want to talk about, um, so, and and definite, we'll definitely talk about it. Like I said before, the music ended. This that's what this show is all about. We want to hear from your you know neck of the woods. We want to hear about what's happening in your side of the country, and we want to he- hear about you know what's affecting you and what really pisses you off or what makes you happy about. Uh, any topic that you want to talk about. So, first off, I guess, let's talk about the uh, Shannon Christian which is um, being talked about right now on the VNN forum. Let me pull up that thread real quick, and I'll just dig through it a little bit, and uh, let's see here. Where is that thread. I apologize, folks. Uh, I also, um, just as a quick show note, I we had a really bad echo on the last show, and um, it was with the callers on Skype. I know Hibernian called in and Alex called in, and they both had really bad echo. I've solved that problem. The only downside to that is that you, as a Skype caller, you cannot hear my little sound bites and my little uh, sound clips and whatnot that I play. But that's no big deal. Uh, it's extremely hard to talk through Echo, so uh, we've got that all taken care of. So please, please call in. And um, not begging here. I'm just uh, pleading. No. Um, we've got enough to talk about tonight, but if you do want to call in once again, Skype me at VNN Free Talk Live. Okay, Shannon Christian Rally. Um, if you don't know who Shannon Christian is, I'm sure everybody uh, listening does know. But if you don't know, she's a white girl in Tennessee who got uh, raped, gang raped for two days straight. They poured drain cleaner down her throat. They chopped her body up, put her in a bag, put her in five different separate garbage bags. Uh, reports state that her breasts were cut off. Um, and it was just wasn't just her. She was on a date with her boyfriend, and he was sodomized. Uh, after he was sodomized, he was uh, um, taken his dead body. Uh, he well, he was he was choked and shot at the same time, and uh, then he was taken to railroad tracks, set on fire with gas. Uh, he was obviously dead at this point. And once again, there are reports that the savage nigger beasts who did this, cut his penis off uh, at some point of, during the night. Um, so that's the story. And uh, this, this is a story which, not, which was not covered in the national media, and it came out around the time when... Uh, it, it, actually, it came out before Anna and fucking Nicole, the stupid bimbo, bleach blonde slut, died. Which, which the nation was, oh, so fucking broken up about. Oh, we had, we had judges in the courtroom crying, shedding tears over the death of this moronic, drugged-up, bleach-blonde bimbo while they were trying to piece back together the body of Shannon Christian and Christopher Newsom. While this judge was crying about the death of Anna Nicole Smith, they were trying to sew Christopher Newsom's penis back onto his body so that they could bury him in one piece. It's disgusting. 
The state of this nation, I'm fed, I am fed up with the state of this country, and you should be too. When vicious and brutal crimes like this go untalked about in the national media, we need to stand up and do something, and we need to have a rally. We need to have a rally, and I'm going to say that tonight. It needs to happen, people. It needs to take place, and we need to make it happen because nobody else is going to do it for us. Do you think the Jews care about Shannon Christopher, Shannon Christian, and Christopher Newsom? Fuck no. They've shown us they don't. They didn't utter a word about it in national media. They didn't utter a word about it on MSNBC or CNBC or Fox News. Nobody said anything about it except for us. And you don't have to dig through our uh, reporting. You don't have to dig through and mine what we say to, to figure out if what we're saying applies to you and figure out what it means to you. If you're white, we stick up for you. And we need to show the family of these two young kids that white nationalists stick up for our people just as if uh, this had been, these races had been reversed. Just as if the races were different and there were three, three uh, white guys who had raped a black woman, which uh, we know happens all the time. Yeah, right. Uh, just as if it had been that case, uh, you know, you know that Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and all those fucking niggers would be out there in the streets with about twenty thousand other niggers protesting the complete national media cover-up. And um, you, th if you think that they wouldn't, you're deluding yourself because they would have. But of course, our, the crimes which happen to our people and which are the ones that are the most grievous don't get covered in the media so let's do it let's get on and and, and let's get on the ball and and let's get out in the streets um i i've i've been to several rallies um let's see here i've been to about 3 or 4 different rallies and i'll tell you what there is nothing that makes you feel more alive as a human being and as a proud white person, whether you're a man or a woman. It's, there's nothing that makes you feel more alive than getting out there and standing toe-to-toe -to -toe and face-to-face -to -face with the scum of the earth, the ARA, and the niggers and the Jews who don't want you out there saying that. There is nothing, there is nothing that makes you feel more alive than standing up face-to-face uh, for what you believe in against someone who wants to shut you down. And there's nothing that makes you feel more alive than knowing that you have right on your side and sticking up for someone who uh, can't stick up for themselves, like Shannon Christian and Christopher Newsom. And standing up and knowing that you're making a difference and knowing that it's possible that your actions that day will save the life of a white person somewhere down the line. And there's nothing better than that. But as I was talking about, um, I've been to a couple of rallies. I was in the Toledo rally, uh, the riot rally, which everyone knows about. I went to Lansing at that rally, which was fun. Um, uh, so I've been to a couple different rallies. And uh, you'll have to pardon me for saying um and uh, I'm answering chat messages. And uh, anyway, I've been to a couple different rallies for uh, different things. Um, the NSM rallies, while very good, um, they they tended to be a little bit of a freak show. And that wasn't the fault of the NSM, but it was kind of the fault of the media. And I think that the reason for it was that the media allowed them, really created them, created that atmosphere around them, so that it would be, instead of it being a serious issue, and allowing the issues which the NSM was in the area to uh, talk about or to protest, they turned it into this circus. And that's why the, the police don't put 80 
or 800, I, I swear to God, there was a 1,000 police officers in Toledo. The police don't do that because they, they're worried about, uh, you know, a fight breaking out. They're doing it, or, or they're worried about public safety. They're doing it because they want to turn the rally into a freak show, and they want to make it unhospitable for the average citizen. They want to make it scary for the average. Oh, look at all the police! It's like a, it's like a war zone down. I don't want to go down. I don't want to say. I don't want to speak out. You know, uh, I might get beat up or something. Look at all the police. Listen, the ARA is a bunch of pussies. I stood toe to toe with them in in uh, Toledo. They walked right up to us and they outnumbered us about three to one. And. They didn't do a damn thing. They sat there and yelled at us. So the police aren't, I don't think, throw the numbers that they do at the rallies because um, they, they're worried. They want to do it, and they don't certainly fly over helicopters because they're worried about pl- public safety. They do it to make it, and turn it into a circus so the real issues and the real, uh, uh, the real things which matter are obfuscated. Um, Hibernian's calling in now, um, so we're going to have him in right now. Yes, Hibernian. Yes. Yes, how's it going? Yeah, I'm hearing a little anger in your voice tonight. Oh, yes. Yes, I... uh, This story just gets me worked up, man. I, I, I just... I'm so pissed off that nobody knows about this thing, this stuff, and... It, even the people that I show it to, it's almost like at this point they're so just demoralized and they, it's like they can't even comprehend that something like that's happened. But um, that's why I think we need to do a rally. And apparently you've been keeping up with the the uh, thread there, which I haven't been able to do. Um, yeah, it's been it's been an incredibly popular thread. Yeah. What? What forum is that in, by the way? I can't. It's in the general discussion. It's in the sticky. It's at the very top. I must just be passing over it here. Oh, okay. Here we go. I was looking for it earlier. <laughs> I could not find it, but here. Yeah, there's been an awful lot of discussion. A lot of it's. Uh, I mean, everything's really constructive. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people on BNN are uh, are ready for this. Yeah, I I, I know I sure am. Um, if there was a rally tomorrow, I would go. I'd call off work and I'd go. Um, it's, like I said, it's not, your, your reasons for going to a rally like this don't, don't make a difference. Um, whether you want to go to it for fun or whether you want to go to it to make a difference, the fact is that you went and you were there and you stood up and it really takes courage to get out there and walk out in public, into a public place and stick up for what you believe in. But, um, Hibernian, what, is there any, I mean, what's come out of the thread? Is there anything that's specific or that... Um, well, there's been there, a lot of uh, talk about, um, of course, the uniform issue um, versus uh, people wearing uniforms or not wearing uniforms. I personally, you know, just speaking for myself, uh, I've been to a lot of rallies in the past, and this has been years ago, and, and a lot of, a lot of Times we wore uniforms, or clan robes in my case, and uh, I personally think that that day has passed us. Um, I, I think, especially for an event like this, we need to the people that come out to see us need to see themselves in us. They need to be able to see us standing up for Shannon Christian and Christopher Newsom, because as you said before, no one else is doing it. The media. The media is sweeping us under the rug. This horrific crime is being swept under the rug, and the only people that are talking about it are white nationalists, are us. And so the people, when we go there, we want the people of Knoxville, especially, and the people that that see the broadcast across, hopefully, the United States, because this is something that can be uh, taped by our own people, put on YouTube and the other video sharing sites with our own URLs blazed into them, and it can live on forever. Yeah, but but uh, with edited in our edited the way that we want it, a favorable light for our cause. But when we go to Knoxville, and, and I believe that we will go there, I, I think that 
there's a building consensus for it, and honestly, okay. So I'm the consensus, the consensus on the thread is that it would be held in Knoxville as opposed to like a state capitol building or somewhere like that, right? Right. I I, I think because the, the crime actually occurred there or very near to there, and, and just the the horrificness of it. And, and the, the fact that the total media blackout, I mean, if anyone wants to dis, dis, dispute with me or debate with me that we don't have a controlled media, then why isn't this on a loop on CNN? Yeah. This story has everything, as Alex says. It has everything. Yeah. And yet, it nothing. Well, I, wouldn't know, I wouldn't know about this except for VNN. I would not know about this horrific double murder. Yeah. I wouldn't know about it. Nobody, nobody would. Um like, like I was talking about last time, they had this, you know, this f- white guy here in Michigan who killed his wife, and they followed the fucking SUV that they took him from the courthouse to the jail. They followed it in a helicopter, the fucking, while he was being transported, like, real time, you know, like, it was, like, the biggest deal of the century, like, it was the, uh, like, what they did with M- Michael Jackson when they were, bra- right. bra- I mean, they co- they've covered this thing nonstop. This guy's face, this white guy's face, has been plastered all over the web, the front page of the website uh, for the local news station here in um, uh, Detroit. Sorry, <laughs> uh, local yeah. news station in Detroit. But it's been up there for for weeks, <laughs> and, and this is because I mean, they're so desperate for something to, to show a, a white person doing something in a negative light. They're so desperate for it because. The quad has become so multicultural and horrendous. Acts like what happened to Shannon Christensen and, and you know, are becoming commonplace. Yeah, yeah, and so they jump all over. You know, any any negative thing a white person does, of course. Yeah, absolutely. To, to, to try to act as a counterbalance and, uh, against the fucking mayhem that's happening in our streets, and that's why we need to be down in Knoxville protesting this. Yeah. Um. I'm going to look up, let's see here. It's always good to know what the re, like racial makeup is of the city and you know how many how big the population is and Knoxville's a pretty large city so it'd be a perfect place. It's not too big. Looks like it'd be a perfect place for a rally, man. Um just looking at Tennessee's a, a beautiful state. I know that. I've been to several rallies uh, over the years in Tennessee. It's a beautiful state. The people, the white people, are really friendly. Yeah. Um, and centrally cool. located for a lot of people. And if you can't come out and put aside petty differences uh, as a white man, if you can't come out for this, for this cause, if this isn't justification enough for you to come out and stand with other white men over this then I, I don't know if there's any hope for you. And I don't really know if you're one of us, really. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, I understand that there's things like obligations. There's people can't just take off work um, on a whim. But that's why we we want to plan it in advance so as many people can come as possible. Um, the economy sucks in the United States, and, you know, a, a lot of people are hurting but a road trip isn't too bad, if you, especially if you carpool with a couple different people. Um, yeah, it, there's been some discussion of that on the thread. Um, some people have, have said that they would volunteer. I know myself personally here locally. I would, I would help to coordinate carpools with different racialist groups uh, that happen to be uh, working in my area to, to try to get more boots on the ground. Uh, a couple of other people have said that they would uh, pitch in and help. So... I think it's uh, getting a life of its own, and it'll get some direction, hopefully. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a big. I think it's going to be big. Yeah. Well, whenever you t- another thing that's been talked about on the on the forum is um, whether or not we'd like to involve the the local officials and whatnot, right. law enforcement, uh, into the rally, or whether we want to do something. Um, which is kind of off the cuff. It's, the idea it's a, of a flash rally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's really hard to do something like that and coordinate it on the internet, but it is doable. Usually, what the NSM does, what Bill White was doing with the NSM rallies, was literally working with the police department, which, eh, 
in a lot of ways it it it, it worked out um, to the detriment of the rally simply because the police can easily, as they did in Toledo, tell people, oh yeah, um, the the rally, yeah, just, you know, go down this road and turn left. That's the area for uh, the supporters and the people. <laughs> you know, pull up in front of a McDonald's or something, going, where the fuck am I? And the cops are sitting back there eating donuts and laughing. Um, Thanks to Officer Berkowitz. Yeah, that's you right. You just go down to the left, you take a left, that's where you go. Yeah, what am I? Oh, go down there, yeah, we're, we're going to redirect everybody to the synagogue. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that, no, that's the type of shit they do. Or either that or they just tell people, oh, no, it's closed. It's, that's what they were doing in Toledo. They were just saying, oh, the rally's closed. No, don't, nobody can get in here. Nobody, because this, this street's closed. And they, they closed off all these streets around the area. And there was like only a couple streets you could come into, you know, the rally area uh, through. And the people, and the, and the cops were going, oh, I don't know, I don't know what to do. So pe- people were getting, you know, it was like a maze right. of people trying to get to the damn rally because they were getting roadblocks everywhere they went. So, uh, yeah, that's happened to me a couple of times over the years, just being caught on the outside of the rally. And believe me, the last place you want to be caught at, as a white man is on the outside. Of a rally. Yeah, no shit. I, I had that happen to me in uh, Chillicothe, Ohio, and yeah. uh, it wasn't fun. Yeah. Well, you know, the cops are really endangering people's uh, lives by doing that. Um, especially well, the cops paid a lot more attention when one of them got hit in the head with a car battery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a little, like, not a car battery, I'm sorry, but he got hit in the head with one of the little batteries that the ARA, like the NRS is actually... Yeah, well, the cops got a big wake-up call in Toledo, so it's uh, they got hit with a little more than a battery in Toledo. Yeah, well, but, <laughs> um, quick, quick story for you. Yeah. The, the absolute pissed, most upset I've ever seen a cop get at, at a racist event is one of the uh, anti-racists had brought a stun gun, and he stunned the guy's horse. <laughs> Oh, shit. He's the guy's horse. The horse reared straight up, and about six cops jumped this kid. Wow. And just pounded. And that kid got five years. Dude, that's they assault they on didn't an officer, do anything. Man. They didn't do anything for the people that were throwing rocks at us. Right. But oh, dude. The, cops the, horse. the cops take their animals very seriously. I guess the horse wasn't racist. Yeah. <laughs> Throw the put in. Mr. Ed. Get away from me, Wilbur. Throw the book at him. Keep me away from the knickers. <sighs> Man, okay, well, but yeah, that's the threads uh, taking on a lot of its own, and I'll, I'll be really interested to see what Alex has to say. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd like to hear what he has to say about it. Uh, I'd like to witness Alex in action at a rally. You know. Um, I think, yeah, that, that's definitely going to be worth the price of admission. Oh, oh, beyond, man. I'd love to see him in person. He, God, to imagine seeing him the way he was last Wednesday on this show in person, man. I'll tell you what, that would piss some people off. Linder's going to be extreme, man. Yeah. You know, if you want extreme politics, you got to come see us. That's right. If you want you something to be a Knoxville, you want to hear the extreme. <laughs> you got to be in Knoxville. That's right. And I think this really be, I mean, I think this really be, could be one of the watershed moments for white nationalism. It could because be. Because we can get people it's... down there. With the people and the talent that we have on VNN and the, some of the people that we have that, that can work through it through the Internet and, and promoting it and through the paper and through other distribution ways, this could be something big. Absolutely. And it's... Um... Even if it's not something big, it could turn, it could very well turn into something like that. It could turn into uh, something which spawns other rallies and just regular white people sticking up for themselves around the country. But even if it's not, um, it's Jesus Christ, it's they need to. God, yes, they white do. White people need to start sticking it's, together. We need to do it. Yeah, if if we don't start sticking together. Um, we're done for. I mean, it's been said a million times, but that's just the reality of the situation. And it, just like they didn't cover the Shannon Christian Christopher Newsom murder, they're not going to cover the murder of our entire race. They're not going to put that on, uh, you know, primetime TV. 
for everyone to see. It's going to happen slowly, and it's going to happen painfully. And the Chan Christian Christopher Newsom murders and rapes are just a, a little microcosm of what's, you know, to come yeah, they're for just our a little mile marker on our road to oblivion. Yeah, yeah. There and by having a rally, we can turn it into more than a little mile marker. We can turn it into a, a turnaround point, hopefully. Um, well, I look at it as we can give her death a meaning because right now her death doesn't have a meaning because the fucking Jews that run the media won't tell anybody about it. Yeah, we're going to be there. Tell people about it. You won't be able to avoid Linder speaking about it. You won't be able to avoid a bunch of white, pissed-off men down there with putting her face in front of the camera and saying, what about her? Yeah. And what about what happened to her? Isn't that important? Yeah, what about, what about uh, Shannon Christian? How, how come when I Google the name of uh, Lacey Peterson, I get like 80,000 sites dedicated to her? How many fucking sites do you think Channing Christian has dedicated to her? And why, don't, why aren't there sites dedicated to her? I'll tell you a reason, because it's the fucking Jew doesn't want you to hear about what a, a, a group of sleep stupid white people here they come here they come and they're 30 million strong over the border they pour and you do nothing about it over the border they pour and you do nothing but sleep and we're just dancing to that tune closer and closer to that precipice of oblivion that's going to be our genetic destruction unless we do something and if you want to do something you can be in Knoxville with us that's right that's right um, if you want to take a stand instead of just sitting around and eating and drinking and getting fat and watching your TV and and crying about Anna fucking Nicole Smith um, you know, oh, that shit is unbelievable. It's unbelievable what we have sunk to. Yes. The nation of Thomas Jefferson has sunk to where we are enraptured for three weeks because yes. of some piece of trash. When, when, when white women and our white kids are being murdered and their tits and penises are being cut off by these savage niggers, we're sitting around on our asses, crying about the death of these worthless, Jew-loving, nigger-loving pieces of trash that mean nothing to anything but our banal existence as mindless lemmings who simply consume. And, 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 and that is a sad state that white people are in today. Um, I, I could blame niggers for being like that just because they have a low IQ. And hey, if a nigger was sitting on his ass doing something like that, well, hey, you know, he's just doing what comes natural. But white people are the ones for. We built this goddamn country. We built everything that you see around you. It wasn't the Jew. And the Jew sitting on top of it, laughing down at us, controlling us, and playing with our destiny. Uh, and it's. We need to stop it right now. We need to get out in the streets. We need to get out in Knoxville. And we need to get out. And anywhere there's a crime like this, VNN and people from VNN Forum and people from, it doesn't matter, white nationalists from everywhere need to convene on that place as one unified voice and show that we're not going to get pushed around by the goddamn Jew anymore. We're fucking tired of it. And we're going to take, take whatever action that we need to take to turn their stranglehold around and release our people from their grip. And we're not going to let people like Shannon Christian and Christopher Newsom go uh, un. We're not going to let their deaths go unheard. And white people are one, need, the ones that need to hear this message. And now we're going to be their voice. We're going to be her voice. Her last, right. her last time, her voice was heard. She was screaming. Well, we're going to be screaming too. But we're going to be screaming for justice this time. We're going to be in Knoxville screaming for justice for her and for every other white person who's been a victim of these subhuman niggers yeah. and these subhuman Mexicans that the Jews have sicked on us with their immigration policies and with their hate crimes legislation and their bullshit degradation of the white man. That's right. Um, and 
say say that VNN, say that um, you know white nationalists from everywhere uh, convene on Knoxville, and, and let's just assume that the national media doesn't pick it up. Let's just assume that they selectively choose not to cover this event for the same reason that they didn't cover the Chan and Christian murders. Um, let's just assume that that happens and that we get no media coverage. Well, damn, there's 125,000 white people in Knoxville, Tennessee that will hear our voice. Absolutely. Whether or not the world hears us, there's 125,000 white people in Knoxville, Tennessee, give or take, that are going to hear us and are, are going to receive our message and are probably damn sick of the nigger infestation which is, is coming to Knoxville, obviously, uh, um, just from the surrounding areas. Um, Knoxville, I'm looking at city data right now. Knoxville is, uh, where's it at, where's it at? Uh, 79% white. So it's 80, about 80% white, and there's 174,000 people. So like I said, it's about, it's a, it's a little bit more. It's about 140,000 people, something like that white people in Knoxville that will hear your voice if you come out and stand with us in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, we don't have a date yet. We don't have a, pl uh, a location yet. Um, we don't have any of that stuff yet. But I think it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen, and, and that's why we're here talking about it tonight. So anybody that can contribute anything, um, I, I mean, what needs to happen Hibernian, do you think to make this reality, to make this rally a reality and make it actually happen? What, what's the first step here? Because right. talking about it isn't going to get it done. What, right. what do we need to do? Um, you know, somebody think, needs to step I, up. I, I think a lot. I think a lot of that will be cleared up later tonight when Alex weighs in on it. I mean, I think everyone really, honestly, is sort of looking uh, for his lead on this. Um, I think that. If he puts out a general call and says, hey, here's the date, and gives enough, I think it's imperative that we have enough time to prepare and bring as many people as possible to bear to make a biggest impact as possible. Um, I think once he sets it out and says, hey, it's going to be in six months, or if he wants to do it um, on um, Martin Luther King Day or Martin Luther King Day or James Earl Ray Day or whatever you want to call it, that I have a dream day, then we'll uh, we'll do it then. But I think once he says picks a date and, and says, "Hey, let's start," um, I think we start from there. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll have him on um, in a few minutes. Uh, let's see. Well, one of the points that was discussed, and I actually have brought this up, and I think it's a good idea. Um, uh, it, it's talk. It, it speaks a little bit towards the uh, uniform issue. And that is that why don't we go and everyone dress just in black as, as in a way of mourning? Yeah, you know, We're mourning the deaths of Shannon Christian. We're mourning the deaths of white civilization at the hands of the Jew. Just everyone, that way we look uniform without yeah. having a uniform on. Yeah, I, I was talking to um, Kike Herder earlier just on chat, and he said the same, he thought the same thing. I would think at least um, black T-shirts uh, right. If it was required for everyone to wear a black T-shirt, you know, that would be one of the best things. I mean, you know, dressed in all blacks, you know, great too. I think if, if but you know, at least a black T-shirt. Um, well, preferably I, uh, all black, but I, I think that's the same thing. I think I was thinking about uh, uniform-wise. I think a uniform's a good idea. Um, it, it sends a message. I mean, you just look at some of the rallies that um, Glenn Miller had back in the day right. and, and just having the, uh, you know a bunch of people who are obvious all obviously all on the same page and all feel the same way it just conveys power and it conveys the fact that uh, you know we have beliefs and we're standing up for them and we're all one voice so uh, it sounds and, and, like and we should want to be down there to give that hope to those white people I mean yeah. wouldn't it be great to be down there and be part of a group that's given some voice to a bunch of people that don't have a voice anymore because our white men in Knoxville, I guarantee you, they don't have a voice because if they had a voice, they would have dragged these niggers out of the courthouse and murdered them like they should have done the, the day after it happened. It wouldn't have been murder, of course. That's the wrong word to use. It would have been justice. justice. It would have been. But now we hang up balloons, as we've pointed out in Free Talk Live. Yeah. We have we hang up balloons, and uh, 
you know, light a bunch of candles and pray that Jibu uh, forgives the niggers for you know, raping and killing our white kids. That's what we do now. Instead well, of hanging them from a tree. For the whites that are out there listening to this, well, we can be the answer to Jesus' prayers. We yeah. can be the, you can be the answer. You can be the answer to your own prayers. Because your prayer should be that nothing like this should ever happen to a white person, especially at the hands of niggers. Um, it's bad, it's bad, you know, whoever did it, it, it it's, it's a horrible crime, but it happens so often at the hands of these savage niggers that the Jew has allowed to uh, infiltrate and infest our white communities with their just obvious, completely blatant lack of respect for the fact that they're living in a white country. So, um... I've inundated with niggers. I mean, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a nigger. Yeah, that's right. Um, Hibernian, I'm going to let you go real quick. I've got another All call right. coming in. Okay. So... Thank you for calling, buddy. Hey, uh, it's been great, and we'll be in Knoxville, and uh, I'll get to shake your hand there. Absolutely. Thanks. All right, brother. Take care. Hello? Hey, is this Free Talk Live? This is. Who's this? All right, I'm glad I got through. This is Kievsky. Hey, how's it going? Very good. Good. Am I coming in okay? Yeah, you're coming in fine, and I think you're coming in on the feed. Um... Yeah, it's just you and me right now. I had to drop... Uh, we've got a bunch of people calling in from landlines lately, which is pretty cool, but uh, unfortunately it doesn't work so well to have two different people on a, in a conference from a landline, or, or at least I don't know how to do it yet. Uh, but anyway, yeah, you're you're on, and you're coming in fine. Um, I know you want... What you want to... You want to talk about the rally, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think... I think, you know, the thing is, is we want to plant a meme in people's heads so that when they feel that when when you know every year they get this Martin Luther King thing shoved down their throat they want to be able to we want to be to have them be able to say hey it's Shannon Christian Day that's and right that'll be all the white school kids who have a sense of rebellion will, will be saying to each other it's Shannon Christian Day it's Shannon Christian Day you know <laughs> that be a name for them that that's that's the goal I think that's the goal of the rally man it's this you know, that's what the Jews do to us. They implant these little uh, the little things in us from when we're young kids, like like the word hater, you know, and the word Nazi. And then the minute we hear that term, any time from, from, from then on, you know, our thinking turns one way or the other, and they're, they easily control uh, the way we look at, at the world. So right. let, in some way, let's fight back against that. Let's go out there and and show them that, you know, Whites have a dream, too. Whites have a dream, and our dream is simply to go unmolested and, and be able to create our destiny without being raped and ha without having our penises and our breasts cut off and Drano poured down our throats by these savage <laughs> niggers. And that's, I think you're right about that. Um, that would be just, wouldn't it be amazing if the rally that we held, that we hold in Knoxville turned Martin Luther Coon Day into Shannon Christian Day in the minds of all the white people. And we put the Jew media on the run. Wouldn't it be great if they had to come on and uh, actually address the issues that we bring up to them instead of them having this one-sided mono monopoly and be able, being able to cover up stories which they feel aren't convenient to their agenda? I mean, yeah, that's well, what rallies like that uh, uh, create, and that's what, they, that's what they're for. Um, the um, call it poetic justice. Yeah. Of what of what's going to happen is, they were the rebels. They were taking down our thing. Now it's our turn to take down their thing. That's right. It's circular. Right. For many, we had the sacred cows, you know, thirty years ago, and they gored our sacred cows. And now they they came along and said, "Well, this is political correctness." These are our sacred cows, and don't you dare gore them. But now it's our turn to gore sacred cows of the Jews. It's that simple. And it's going to be fun. Yeah, and it, it, it is fun 
to, to go to rallies and to organize rallies. Um, I, why not do something good for your race? Why not stand up for people who can't stand up for themselves because they're dead and they're in pieces? And have fun while doing it. Um, if you don't, if you don't think that, you know, if you think playing a video game, sitting on your ass, or watching a football game is more fun than getting out in the street and standing up for you, what you believe in, in the face of people who want to shut you up, uh, there's no hope for you. Uh, you might as right. well just kill. You might as well just kill yourself because you just. <laughs> You're worthless, just a piece of human garbage that's sitting there taking up space. If, you, if you're not in a struggle and, and you can't realize that there's people who are controlling your media by, for God's sake, not covering this horrible crime, and, and you choose to do nothing, uh, you're beyond well, hope. And, and, well, you know. I can hope. see you're young and you got a lot of energy. Yes. That's good. But let me tell you a little secret. People don't care about anything. Literally, you know, the race thing is the obvious thing to us, right? This sort of thing, and it, it makes it very angry. But when you look at the whole spectrum, uh, modern white people literally care about nothing. There's a lot of things to be concerned about, and they're ignoring all of it. Uh, yeah. So well, many outrages piling up. Yeah, and I agree with you. The masses of of individuals uh, in general, it's extremely hard to make them care about much more than the uh, three basic essentials of, of, of life. You know, uh, as long as they have their you know f stomach fill full and they have a roof over their heads, um, it's hard to get them to care about much else. Uh, but it's got to start somewhere. You know, there has to be a breaking point, and, well, even, if we, if, we, even if we never get him to care, uh, God damn it, I'm going to go out there and do, and do what I think is right, and I yeah. think everybody sh listening should do the same thing. You know, I want to see the day when school kids memorize the 14 words, yeah, and they have a secret code among each other, and the teachers, especially the Jewish teachers, are in a panic. Because they're, you know, they have a class full of, uh, of kids talking in code, you know, saying 14 words, and whenever the, you know, whenever the number 88 comes up, they all cheer, or 420, or on April 20th, they walk around. This is such a special day. Because kids want to do that. They want to have a secret code. They want to have something that's truly rebellious. And this is it. This is, uh, you know, uh, how to say, uh, tailor-made for rebellion. Absolutely. It's very authentic, too. You know, I think it takes some effort for people to really get into being a Christian. You know, they have to kind of force themselves to it. But with this, I noticed that it came very natural. Racialism came very natural to me. It wasn't forced at all. It really comes from the heart. And that they know that, that's, you know, I think that this is true. That's why it's... Yeah, you know, you know I... I I grew up as a Christian. Uh, I was raised as a Christian, and um, I, I was a pro of the Protestant, uh, you know, uh, whatever it was called, the uh, I guess the version of Christianity. Um, but anyway, you know, it was expected of you that you had to pray to Jesus and uh, ask him to come into your heart uh, to be a born-again Christian. And I'll tell you what, I did that so many times. And my life didn't change. My mental state never changed. Nothing changed in my emotions. And I gave up. But I'll tell you what. The minute I opened my eyes to the fact that my race was under attack by an enemy force, um, and, I, and I, I just, it hit me. And it, I got that feeling that Christians must feel when they, you know, Jesus comes into their heart, even though it's, it's not one of the, it's, I don't really think it's true. But <laughs> that he's right, actually so creating either. that emotion. I mean, we create that emotion within ourselves. Our minds create that emotion within us. Um, and Christians, when they feel that emotion, uh, are simply, you know, it's, man it's, it's manifesting within them because they believe it to be true so heavily. 
that it's creating that similar emotion, but that's got to be what it feels like. And that's the only thing I can I can relate it to. But I'm, I agree with you. It comes so naturally to me, and it comes so naturally to uh, so many people. But uh, why can't racialism or, or standing up for your race be this be as easy as being becoming a born again Christian? <laughs> you know, or as having that feeling of, of euphoria that the Christians feel when you know, Jesus comes into their heart and saves them, and they realize that they're going to heaven or whatever. Um, the, there's no reason that it can't be that easy. There's no reason. Um, the only thing that's standing in our way is the Jewish media and the uh, the stigma of being proud of your race and sticking up for it. So uh, if we can put people out in the streets and show them that there's a, a shitload of people out there that aren't worried about that, um, you know, that that speaks to people on a deep level. And uh, so I think you're right. Um, we need to make that happen and make that a reality. It, yeah, it does come and, you know, I wanted to mention something. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, when there's a lot of positive energy that's going in the same basic direction that you're going in, uh, you want to try and use it. Now, what I'm seeing is a lot of anger from conservatives. Uh, you know, right winger types who still they don't they still don't name the Jew, but they're so angry. Look at the popularity of Ann Coulter. You know, in her what what they what the left accuses Ann Coulter of is eliminationism. You know, she calls for violence. It's the way with it in a way we wouldn't be able to, or I don't know, maybe we we, we get a. But anyway, the thing is, what I'm seeing is this gr tremendous anger on the kosher conservative right. Against and they're starting to say things like multiculturalism and and so what what you need to do when you meet these kind of people in person is you talk in their their terms at first. Don't name the Jew right away, okay? But do everything but name the Jew. Talk about the Frankfurt School. Teach them the history of it without saying Jew because because when you say Jew they'll get scared. And and then once you got them far enough in. Then you mention, oh, you, you know, you should listen to Goyfire, and and then you know, then you'll have them. So yeah, what you want to do is that when you see all this anger from these kosher conservatives, I don't mean Jews, I mean people who you know don't name they're they're right wing, but they don't name the Jew. That's what we call a kosher conservative. Go with that anger. Don't say, oh, if you don't name the Jews, they're not real. You know, don't don't uh, alienate them in any way. And instead, stoke that anger. Yeah, and you know, right? Go with their flow, and then gently divert them our, in our direction eventually. Yeah, or even just just um, allow them to discover that for themselves. You know, I mean, right? It's not a it's not a large jump. I mean, the the minute you wake up and realize that there's something not right, human nature is to immediately discover the. The, you know, the the root cause of the problem, or, or try to figure out why it's not right. Um, that's that's the main problem with everybody in this country, at least white people in general. Is there of the of the feeling the country this country's so large, and there's so, you know politics seems so complicated, and the economy seems so complicated to everyone. It's almost impossible for them to to look at a, a you know a root cause of why something's happening. They, they, they take all these other factors and they figure, oh, well, there's, there's a, just a mixture of all these little things that are causing this problem. It's marketing, it's money, it's all this shit. No, it's not. And it's easy for people, once they realize, to discover the main problem uh, why, uh, why we're in this uh, situation that we're in right now. So you don't even... You're, you're, you're totally right about that. You, I think... Um, if if you come out and say Jew right away, is it, you don't do that. I mean, God, I, I have a girlfriend right now, but man, have you ever tried to uh, talk to a girl about Jews? The minute you meet, you know, the first time you meet her, no, you don't do that. I, I mean, I think of it like this: I, I treat, you know, when I was dating, um, I'm in a like a serious relationship right now. But back when I was dating, you know, I, if I meet if I met a girl that I thought was you know, worthy, <laughs> I wouldn't say worthy because it sounds like a little 
braggadocious. No, that's fine. But, um, no if, she, if she seems like, you know, she's worthy of my time or that I would want to spend uh, some time trying to, you know, make a, turn it into a relationship, of course I start off, you know, very, just barely over the line, barely politically incorrect, you know. And well, you no, work up and up and up, and... It's a typical mistake to make with a woman is to intellectualize with her at all, unless she's predisposed to that in the first place. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, instead, just keep it on their 